Hey, Uncle Weed, why don't you break out some of that private stash? I'm hunkered down under a makeshift driftwood structure of some kind in Clackwatt Sound on the west coast of Vancouver Island. This is an example of what happens when a rainforest doesn't get any rain for an entire summer. <laughs> I don't want to see big stumps, I want to see big trees. Maybe we'll make things a little bit better, if not perfect. You're on this path, and it's right where you're supposed to be. So don't, 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 A little better, if not perfect. A little better, if not perfect. So there I was, on vacation, in this beautiful stretch of the world, the west coast of Vancouver Island, and then listening to these recordings, geez, it sounds like I wasn't really doing much except for fretting and wringing my hands about the commotion and contentions and frustrations about all these heavy topics, and I don't want you to think for a second that I wasn't having a fine time. And also going through these recordings, I find that there's a number of anecdotes that don't really belong to the greater narrative. So I will present to you what we'll call my field notes, my camp notes from the trip, in which we're going to hop around from beverages on the stove in which I burn my thumb to skateboard contests in town and a few things in between. Follow along, won't you? Hey, I'm uh, here at the camp and just busting out some beverages, and I thought I'd check in with you about, uh, well, my favorite camp time beverage. Hold on here while I light the Coleman. So I got this mini, wee tiny little espresso maker that I got uh, going, and uh, ooh, here it starts coming out now, and just makes like kind of, uh, I guess, a two-ounce shot of espresso. The problem is, is that it's too small to fit on my Coleman stove properly, but I found an extra grate that it goes on. And then also it's too small to really fit a proper sized cup underneath. But I have a metal Rumplemines, Rumplemints, uh, free gift pack liquor metal shot glass with a built-in beer opener. But I fill that up and then dump it in a ceramic cup and uh, get the rest of the shot from that. And I'm warming up some soy milk on the other burner. Okay, shot's coming out now. Well, that wasn't very uh, elegant, but it'll have to do. It's tasty, so it's worth it. At times like this, it's best to pause for a tasty beverage. Give it some time. Okay, well, I successfully didn't completely burn the shit out of myself. Only somewhat. But uh, the soy milk's just about heated up now. But I was going to check in and tell you my other beverage of choice on this trip has been Chinese herbal tea. You see, I've been ailing a little bit. It was some crazy abdominal 
pain, and the Chinese doctor has given me these uh, various mixes of, of uh, funky Chinese herbs to, uh, to drink with very specific instructions about how to prepare them. Oh, I love that kind of nutty roasted smell of the soy milk and the coffee. Uh, uh, so I've been drinking that, boiling it, simmering it for 50 minutes each time. And it's been three batches so far, and each one's been sub- subsequently less horrible tasting. So that's good news. This last one was, well, it was almost tasty. Uh, and then my other favorite camping beverage this trip has been uh, warm sake. And serve it up in a warm in a nice ceramic mug. And it's great around the campfire for sipping. Ooh. And it's even tasty as sort of a lounging uh, drink to mix it in with the, uh, like there's this kind of Powerade sports drink that's like white or like almost clear and it doesn't really have much taste and it mixes really well with sake uh, and then my old other old standby is whiskey and ginger ale oh that goes well together something about those two around the campfire that just fits just right as for nugs go on this trip been enjoying some vancouver island uh, some nice tasty bud with this with that nice sativa high where it's been uh invigorating and exciting it's been so sticky though it's been clogging up all the pipes but the craziest thing happened at a beach the other day and i uh, came across a nice little glass uh pipe and a lighter sitting there right on a piece of driftwood just like it was sitting there waiting for me so that's become a new handy uh tool because i uh, neglected to bring proper pipe cleaners which leads me to a great tip i have for you and that is um for cleaning pipes you know usually i use the uh alcohol and sometimes rubbing salt in there but you have to really soak it in there and it's hard to get in the nooks and crannies well instead get that hand sanitizer stuff that uh, you know the hand sanitizer and it comes in little jelly bottles and you squirt that inside your pipe and let it hang out for a while and because it's all jelly and it sticks to the sides and really gets in there in the nooks and crannies and before you know it it's the stuff is just peeling right off and your glass will be looking as good as new all right. Well, I'm going to enjoy my coffee around the campfire. Getting professional. And the tips for tokers on the go. Sacrifice 
been here since 1992 when I participated in some uh, blockades, blocking logging trucks from going into the woods. And, well, it's interesting to see what's become of the area, to say the least. Now, while I've been having all these thoughts, I've, uh, I figure while they're still fresh, I had to try and bust them out to you. So over the next little bit, I'm going to try and talk a little bit about you know, sustainability and, and these transition issues. Like just yesterday, Tofino announced he's going to have to shut down all commercial operations for the weekend because of a lack of water. So that's, you know, just seeing how it's all worked this massive growth over the last uh, little while and this massive change, there's still definitely some tension and some finger pointing. But before I get too into that... down under a makeshift driftwood structure of some kind here on Florentia Beach in Clackwatt Sound on the west coast of Vancouver Island. I'm in, be- on the, in the new Canadian National Park Reserve, Pacific Rim Park Reserve, something or other, which is a newly created park. Exploring that wild Pacific trail here in the town of Ukulet, and I went and checked out the section that goes out to the lighthouses, great Coast Guard lighthouse that's been, uh, well, it's been automated for many years, but it's been there as a wooden structure for a long time. But anyway, just out here on a walk, and I'm being really quiet because I'm just below a tree where two bald eagles just cruised on in off the uh, after riding the the uh, air currents out there over the ocean. Uh, came and just came to roost here on the upper branches of a ratty old tree of some kind. 
and they're just hanging out, looking all over the place. They're about mm, 70 feet high, I guess, in a tree, so they're close enough where I can see the details of the feather and the face and the eyes. I can see as they're looking down, they're very aware of everything that's going on for sure. And there's two of them up there, and they're making some noises like they're calling for their buddies. But it's just fantastic view because the lighthouse off in the distance, the half moon rising, although it's still light out, the waves coming in. It's right on the edge of the the point here, where it's big rocky headlands and uh, and wild territory. And this little trail that Yukio has put together is just great. It's a nice little dirt trail, dirt and gravel trail, right along the coastline line, where you can hop around along the boulders if you want. And down with little benches, memorial benches along the way. Oop. The lower eagle just shifted on its branch there. And looks like he's just about ready to, to head out. He may see something here that he's got in mind. Off on the water, uh, just to the south of here is the broken islands. And you can see them really well. It's a whole heap of little tiny islands. It looks so much like Palau. Little heads of broccoli sticking out over the water. Just a little kayak distance apart. Although this is wild ocean here, so you'd have to have your wits together to paddle through it and be prepared. And then there's like a buoy out there with a bell on it, this gong in out there with the waves, and an assortment of fishing boats heading in and out, and tourist boats heading in and out too, and ferries and, and whatnot. So looking south is the Broken Islands, and the one eagle just launched off from the branch and headed flying south, coursing over the air, and zipped off into the distance in a blink of an eye, uh, cruising over a wide domain here of all these little groovy rocky islands with the trees poking out, the forest thick with cedar and Douglas fir, Sitka spruce, these little shore pines, all knotted and wrinkled, junipers, giant ferns. The other eagle's still up there in the tree. This tree's just covered with lichen and little beards hanging off it. And that the dense lichen feeding off the fungi and somehow surviving and blending the trees in with the rocks almost so they become just one kind of natural gray mass. The buoy has a little gong and bell down there calling the ships to warning. And there's this kind of marshy, kelpy, low-water tidal plain giving way to the rocky outcroppings and all the tiny broken islands with mountains south in the distance, hills crisscrossed with clear-cut roads, swatches of clear-cut and logging roads, angling up like peeling a, a potato in a weird kind of way. The vapor trails from jets high overhead. Not sure why the trail is, but it comes right out the west and then takes a 45 degree angle you can see the distinct angle from the trail and heads uh, somewhere points northern where it's coming from it's where it's going I could only speculate the Pacific terminus of the Trans Canada Highway yep the whole thing starting at mile zero there in Newfoundland Ends here in Tofino, BC. To decorate the sign is a the momentous occasion. There's a dilapidated driftwood log bench, a rusting silhouette of an orca, and a sign of Richard Hagen, 
who's been lost from West Coast General Hospital. He may have a full beard, and he may not know who he is. Those aren't my words. It says it right there. Round trip by air to Hot Springs Cove, $112 per person. Get there early to avoid the crowds. <sighs> oh, condition green. High likelihood of vaporization. So, as part of a Canada-British Columbia infrastructure program, Tofino has built a skate park, the Tough City Skate Park. And just so happens, on this very Saturday, there is a contest going on down here at the skate park. And Tofino's got it dialed with this, uh, you know, this, this surf and skate culture, and with the longboards, skateboards, and the surfboards on top of the cars, and surf shops, and surf schools, just everywhere, along with all the tourist trappings of bicycle rentals, and bougie cafes and with provocative names and bed and breakfasts and hotels and resorts and condo rentals and timeshares and every other form of accommodation that you could ever possibly imagine all with intriguing names about the wild pacific and clockwood spectacularity and such but anyway it's now part of the contest they're doing a the advanced category just finished up and uh they're now having the best trick contest and they got their sponsors, and it's all the skate shops and, uh, you know, nice restaurants and such that have sponsored this thing. And there seems to be a lot of consciousness to the community, but they seem to be struggling with the whole sustainability of development stuff as it is. But in the meantime, it's cool watching the skate contest. They have the guy with the microphone sitting on top of the ladder kind of doing the narration, the announcing uh, of what's going on with the tricks and telling them how much time they got and stuff. And then they have uh, a bit of scaffolding uh, with uh, three disheveled and truck cap laden, uh, lidded uh, dudes up there who are the judges with their notepads and dutifully uh, watching and uh, recording all the different scores and stuff too. So it's pretty exciting to see. And the nice community vibe of shaggy haired folks and the kids out having fun with their little helmets on and such. Already skate on in the Tough City Skate Shop, Skate Park. Well, they gave out the prizes for the skateboarding competition, and holy smokes, for a $5 entry fee, these kids all went home loaded, and it was really cool because everyone got a prize, a t-shirt at a minimum, and for a, a higher finish, you were getting decks, sunglasses, kites, surf lessons, skateboard wheels, gift certificates for lattes, all sorts of things. So that was pretty exciting. It was really cool kind of a community environment there with... Uh, families hanging out and everyone uh, hanging out checking out the skateboarding and some really good skating as well. So I came over here to the municipal office to see where uh, to see what's going on with this water deal. So I popped into the visitor information stand and that's also the Chamber of Commerce to ask if there had been confusion and cancellations and sure enough uh, there's been a whole hub of activity
the bits that just didn't fit sometimes are really the finest, finest little morsels served up to you on a tray. I do hope you enjoyed learning about my favorite camping time beverages, anecdotes about beloved lighthouses and eagles, skateboard contests with trucker cap judges, and a few other little intros and setups that just didn't really uh, find a home somewhere else, but there they are for posterity and for your edutainment. Of course, if you're there at the blockades, I'd love to hear your perspective rather than trust in my hazy memory, or if you have anything to say in general about sustainability, balancing ecology and economy, I'd love to hear it. Wander on over to Chugalon.com. It's ideal for ramblers. <laughs>